0: You're listening to the Medical School HQ podcast online at medicalschoolhq.net, session number four. Hello, and welcome to the Medical School HQ podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Gray. If this is the first time you're listening, welcome. If you're a repeat listener, thank you for coming back. Here at the Medical School HQ podcast, we hope to help pre-med students and even medical students or residents with their path to becoming physicians. Today we have a guest for you. I interviewed Eric and Amy from mcat for me a new business I would call them, aimed at shaking up the world of MCAT test prep. Eric and Amy are both undergraduate students at UC Davis. Eric is a senior, and Amy is a junior. MCAT for me was born out of necessity when Amy came to learn that the cost of MCAT prep was several thousand dollars, and so in stepped Eric, and off they went. I won't go too in in depth right now, because there's lots of great information in the actual interview with them. I started out the interview with talking to Eric and finding out where he is in the application process.
1: So currently, I'm I'm looking for schools right now. I'm looking for schools to apply to. I'm trying to make that list, but uh, I'm pretty much yeah just getting ready to apply. Um, I'm done with everything. T- took my MCAT. Uh, took all the prereqs stuff like that. So I, I'm about ready to go.
0: Okay, so you haven't applied yet.
1: Haven't applied yet. No. Okay, you're planning still to still do, in the process.
0: You're planning to do that this year.
1: Yeah, this June. Um, so about six months, I'll be applying.
0: And June is the normal time frame, correct?
1: Yeah. So June is the the first time that you that the application actually opens. You can apply June 5th. I want to say.
0: Okay. Now, are is your plan to apply to just? m d schools or are you applying to d o schools as well
1: um so i I guess I haven't worked out everything yet, but I'm planning to probably apply to majority of m d schools and then there's two um d o schools in California that I'd probably be applying to as well
0: okay are right. are you just looking at california schools
1: um i mean the the goal would be to to stay in california but i'm I'm definitely looking outwards i'm definitely looking. Towards you know schools in the area on the uh, preferably on the west coast but uh, you know I'm keeping my options open but I'm also looking into um, not just MD and DO but I was also looking into um, some of the joint programs um, I was I was thinking of MD PhD uh, but more so on the MD MBA route that's that's what I was more interested in so I'm I'm trying to find schools that offer that uh, but not not too many offer it uh, as a joint program or as a dual degree
0: md mba why why md mba
1: um i don't know I, I think that for me i've always had an interest in in business i've always had an interest um i guess in in finance and, and starting your own uh projects all on your own and i think that that was really appealing to me um and and kind of with the same interest as M C A T for me is that you you're always interested in starting something fresh and i think that uh with an mba it'd be definitely very very useful um in the md world and um to ha- to have that knowledge behind you i think that would be very very useful
0: okay interesting do you come from a, a entrepreneurial kind of mindset to to think about the M- mba or is it just something um, that interests you
1: i guess i guess if you if you want to look far enough i, I guess you could say yeah um like all my uh you know my grandparents uh all came to this country and and they had to do it by by starting their own businesses my Uh, grandfather on my father's side was a a butcher he started his own butcher shop and was able to support my family that way and my other on the other side he he started his own um shoe like i guess shoe factory shoe store um but in in terms of parents no my parents are actually both pharmacists so they're more on the medical side but i guess you always have that interest uh you know coming from your grandparents as well
0: yeah very interesting okay um let me talk real quick about uh, your choice of UC Davis. When when you graduated high school and you were applying to um, to undergraduate programs, did, did you know at that point that you wanted to go to medical school?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that definitely, I, I definitely had a, a strong interest in medicine. I actually started off applying as a biomedical engineer because to me that sounded really, really interesting and it, it seemed like it was kind of, um, combining both the medicine and also engineering and, and math, because I in high school what I really enjoyed was was math and and science. So definitely math was a, a very strong um, interest of mine, um, and so that's why I, th- I thought engineering would be kind of cool. But I I think I always knew that I wanted to to go into medicine. Um, so that's kind of why I chose UC Davis because UC Davis. Um, you know, it's a great school, but in addition to that, it, it has the, the med center within um, 20 minutes away of us, so that, that was definitely uh, very appealing to me, to have a med school right next door.
0: Okay, yeah, I, I think that's um, uh, pretty important. I actually, um, was it the, the last podcast I did uh, that I just released yesterday, I think, um, I talked about choosing an undergraduate school, and that was one of my big factors in choosing a, a under, an, an undergraduate school. Was is there a medical school attached or nearby?
1: Um, yeah, I think I think that that is extremely important because for us, like um, you know, not only do we have student-run clinics. Amy will talk about more about the student-run clinic aspect because she's um, into that. Uh, but they also have just. Volunteering opportunities at the med center, at the med school, you can shadow all the physicians there. And they're very friendly in terms of wanting to help you. But you wouldn't have that type of friendliness if you just were at a school that all they had were just general um, you know, hospitals there. Uh, teaching hospitals really where you can get that experience. I think that that's what really drew me to the school.
0: Okay, very cool. And um let me think, Amy, you're there too. I'll let you talk for a little bit. A- Eric's hogging up all the airwaves here. Uh, Amy, you are a junior, correct? Yes. At UC Davis. Yeah. Uh, can you give me a little bit of your background similar to kind of what Eric and I were just talking about?
2: Um, so none of my parents are, uh, if I go far back, none of them were business. Um. They're more teachers. I would say, uh, artists and stuff. So I was always interested in like photography and, you know, poetry, um, and very interested in autism. Um, I took us AP psych in high school, got really interested in the cognitive aspect of psychology. Uh, I start reading so many books about, um, autistic kids, um, that were the protagonists of the book. I, So I came into UC Davis as a psychology major um, with the biology emphasis, hoping to be a psychiatrist, but I started getting more involved at UC Davis because, you know, when I first entered UC Davis, I didn't know that there's so many resources here. Um, you know, like Eric mentioned, student-run clinics, you know, there's also internships, um, within the UC Davis uh, Medical Center that they set up for just UC Davis undergrads. You know, they have the surgical internships and they have uh, internships within like the oncology department, radiology department, so many internships. Um, I just got really more involved with it. Um, I volunteer at one of the student-run clinics that targets the Asian population in Sacramento. So we serve the uninsured population and every Saturday, you know, we um, provide primary care. um, And each Sunday, first Sunday of each month, we provide cancer screening to the Asian patients. But we do accept, you know, other ethnicity and populations within Sacramento. But we started, uh, the clinic started (laughs) primarily to serve the Asian population. And my role within the clinic is an undergraduate um, co-director. So me and two other guys right now, we maintain the clinic, uh, manage all the undergraduates that volunteer at the clinic. Um, we make sure everything's well with the medical students, uh, make sure that, you know, they keep the clinic well-staffed. Um, also, one of us will show up each Saturday, you know, show up at around 7.30 a. Open the door. Um, it's a walk in clinic so we can serve up to 50 to 70 patients each Saturday. Wow. Um, you know, we are working nonstop until probably three or four p.m. sometimes even later, but I'm the first one there and the last one to leave. <laughs> So, you know, it's a lot of work, but it's very, very rewarding because you just see all these patients who are struggling to get health care. And, you know, we are there as a whole team to provide that need that they, you know, are lacking. And, you know, we're like just working alongside all these um, primary care um, physicians and all these surgeons and dermatologists, psychiatrists, pediatricians, just to serve the uninsured population sacramental and it's really really awesome to be part of that um that's yeah that's,
0: that's incredible
2: yeah it's very incredible um it's just fascinating because but you know you also see like how patients struggles you know you you hear them say oh you know you have breast cancer or you know you have this or that you know it's very you know, it hurts you a lot to hear that you know you see patients cry and it's just very good patient interaction. Um, it really, you know, showed me that I really want to go into the medical field. Um, but if why I chose UC Davis was because I, I'm primarily from the Bay Area and it was close to home. I didn't want to go too far from home, <laughs> and, yeah. it could, and I didn't get into Berkeley. So, <laughs> and I didn't want to go down to SoCal. Um, so I chose Davis, but it turned out great because. Um, Davis is just awesome. So much research opportunities too. um, you know, a lot of research opportunity. I snatched one up, uh, freshman (laughs) year. So I've been in the lab for three years now and it's awesome, but it's not for me, I guess. (laughs) But I, I still enjoy it.
0: So, so you knew you wanted to go to medical school coming in.
2: Um, not Yes, in some sense. Um, I was not like entirely sure that, you know, for psychiatry, you have to go to med school for that. Um, You know, people get mixed up with psychology, like psychologists, Uh and the difference between that and psychiatry. And I found out, oh, I have to go to med school. I got more involved. And I'm just like, you know, the the field of medicine is very, very, you know, broad and so fascinating that. I know I just want to go into this. Yeah, okay,
0: very cool. So y- you mentioned you-, you wanted to stay local with your family, which is an- another one of those deciding factors in what um, what medical school, or not what medical school, but what undergraduate school to choose. The, the thing that Eric and I were just talking about with uh, mm-hmm. having a medical school attached and then uh, what you just mentioned with being close to family, uh, mm-hmm. some students want to get away from family you chose mm-hmm. to stay near family um, so that's a a big deciding factor so you are involved with research you are involved with the yeah. student the student run clinic mm-hmm. and what what's your major what are you majoring in
2: I'm psychology major
0: so majoring in psychology and uh, obviously getting all your um medical school prerequisites done at the same time Yeah Does uh does the psychology there cover most of the prereqs or no
2: Uh yeah it does because I'm taking the biology emphasis route so okay. it requires me to take all the bio classes physics classes and ochem uh gen chem and all of the you know major prereq requirements for med school so it covers it all
0: Okay very cool uh, Eric, you are a senior. Yeah. You, you've taken the MCAT already. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about your MCAT preparation and uh, how you did on the MCAT.
1: Right, um, So I, I studied with um, – I took a class. I took a class to study for the MCAT mainly because I really – uh, I had no idea where to start. There was really nothing out there to to kind of guide me along the way to, to tell me, oh, this is what you have to study this day. This is what you have to study on that day. Um, and so that's why I took a course. And I took a course with Princeton Review. Um, I was comparing between Kaplan and Princeton Review because um, those were the two that were offered on campus. Um, and to me, I mean, both have their pros and cons. Um, but for me, Princeton Review was a lot more in-class work and Kaplan was a lot of, Um, online work. So um, depending on the student, whichever one they may like, um, both of them are very, very good. uh, But depending on the student, if they're more independent, they can go with one or the other uh, company. Um, But so I I studied for 10 weeks. I think I studied for 10 weeks for the the test. Uh, I started studying the end of my junior year. So the the very day after summer let out, um, I started studying for it. And I studied until September 6th. 7th is when I took the test. So about 10 weeks. Um, and I thought that was a perfect amount of time. It was a perfect amount of time because it wasn't too much and it wasn't too little. I think that a lot of people want to study for six months to a year. And to me, you know, that at first, initially uh, when I was studying for it, in the process, I was thinking, man, I, I'm going to definitely have to postpone this test. There's not enough time to, to even uh, comprehend everything. Uh, but for me, it was, um, and I think for most people, if you extend it too long, if you extend it past three months, you'll forget everything in the beginning. And so, if you start studying for it for six to a, six months to a year, you'll start forgetting everything in the beginning. Likewise, if you have too little amount of time, like if you start studying for four weeks, uh, you won't be able to cram all that information in. Um, and I think that one thing that people, uh, I guess, don't realize is that the MCAT is really not that much. Um, Factual. It's not that much of a factual test. It's definitely very uh, conceptual. So having a whole lot of time may not actually help you. And I think that that's one of the biggest, I guess, um, myths of the MCAT that that a lot of people or a lot of students don't know about is that they think that you need a lot of time to memorize all these facts. But in reality, that's not the case.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, have you seen that study? I haven't. I haven't seen the study. There was Do you know what study, study I'm talking about?
1: <laughs> no, I, I'm not too sure. I just. I just kind of
0: there's just, a there's okay. a two thousand and eight study uh that i again just talked about uh in this second podcast episode that i released uh when i i talked a lot about just the mcat and there was a two thousand and eight science article that talked that they looked at s a t tests they look at a p tests, medical school tests the mcat test and they They went through the questions and categorized each of the questions, and they showed that the MCAT, out of all the other tests that they looked at, had the least number of knowledge-based questions. It had the highest number, uh, the majority of the questions were comprehension and, and application of the question. So they want you to be able to read the question, figure out what they're asking, and then answer the question based on comprehending the question it's it's a lot less knowledge and facts like you just said. Yeah. So so studying for 6 months all the all the uh all the different equations that you need to study and all the different chemical whatever it that doesn't help in the end. Yeah. You you need to know some of it obviously, but in the end that that's not what that's not what is going to take your score above and beyond.
1: Yeah, I I think that's kind of the, the mentality or the strategy that we kind of want to stress with with Mcap for me and the the overall goal of things is that, you know, you don't have to know all that much. You don't have to know that many facts, but you just have to know these certain facts very very well. You know these certain concepts very very well and that's kind of what we try to teach. We just try to teach the very very basics of everything um and then you'll be able to apply everything from then on. But I guess in addition to to that, so let, let me so, stop
0: you real quick. You, you you've mentioned MCAP for me. We haven't talked about that yet, but just for for people listening, MCAP for me is a uh, website and uh, YouTube videos that Eric and Amy have set up, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But I just wanted to, to people listening, they're gonna what's MCAP for me? Uh, <laughs> so go ahead and uh, continue on, Eric. All
1: right. um, but so like I I guess to to add on to that um so. Before taking the test, before studying for it, I actually never took um, classes in. So they, they recommend that you take you know your intro bio and then microbiology, physiology, uh, biochemistry. Um, what else do they recommend? I think and cell biology. So I, I never took microbiology. I never took a physiology class. I never took a biochemistry class and I never took a cell biology <laughs> class. So I guess I guess I didn't really take very many classes. And but how'd it you do? Out- it turned out to be okay because you don't need to know all those facts. That should be a pretty good example that you don't need to know all these facts. You don't need to know all these, um, you know, a brute memorization from what you learn in the university level. You don't need to learn that much in detail. All you really need is just a bare minimum and you can figure out on your own. You can figure out all, actually on the test, you know, on the day of the test, you'll actually figure out a lot of stuff that you never knew before.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I, I think your score speaks for itself. How, how did you do on the MCAT?
1: Um, So I got, I got a 37. So 30 are, um, and that was broken down 13 in the sciences and then 11 verbal.
0: Yeah. And that's without having a lot of that base knowledge that most people think they need to have, uh, that's a pretty solid score.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I think that, you know, it may have helped a a little bit in, in terms of how long you would have to study for the test. Maybe it could have been cut down from 10 weeks, maybe down to seven or eight if if I had taken those classes previously. But at the end of the day, I don't think that it it really was necessary. I don't think that having those classes was really quite necessary. But it would it would help. I wouldn't say that. You, like I wouldn't advise people not to take those classes. That's definitely not what I'm trying to say. But yeah. in terms of studying for the MCAT, it's not so much a, I have to memorize every single fact out there. It's just I need to know these concepts and I need to know these searching concepts very well.
0: Yeah do uh you mentioned you had studied for ten weeks, was that pretty much wake up, study, go to bed, wake up, study, go to bed
1: yeah i think I think we could we could say that we could say um so my class started at ten o'clock, and which is what I liked. I liked that as a morning class, so it forced me to wake up, um but I would say, yeah, wake up at ten o'clock, um go to class, then eat lunch, study, eat dinner, study, then go to sleep, okay. and so that's pretty much just repeat, repeat, repeat for 10 weeks. Okay.
0: So that's, that's pretty (laughs) solid studying.
1: Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's what I would recommend. I would recommend, you know, people who want to study for it while taking school probably is not going to be the easiest, easiest journey to do. I mean, you kind of just need to set aside this one block of time to just study for it. And yeah, I, I volunteered at the same time and I did a little work. Um, but other than that, it was just studying. There was no school involved. Um, you know, I didn't go on any vacation or anything like that. Yeah. And so it's 10 weeks of solid studying.
0: Okay. Very cool. Uh, so you've taken the MCAT. You obviously did very well. Now, Amy hasn't taken the MCAT and this kind of, I, I think this leads us into MCAT for me and kind of where I found you guys, um, or you guys found me, I think. Um, yeah. but, uh, I've, um, you guys followed me on Twitter and I went and checked out your website, uh, which is still in the works. And I went and checked out YouTube videos that you guys are putting up. I think I checked, uh, I checked yesterday. You have fifty, fifty-one 51 videos, 57 yep. videos. I can't even read my own writing. One of those. 50-plus videos, uh, you have over 3,000 views. You've only been on YouTube for two months now. Yeah. Where are people finding out about your videos? Do you know?
2: Uh, we really don't know because <laughs> we haven't it yet. Um, but I guess um, the things that we tag in our videos or the subjects that we're recording about overlaps with a lot of um, subjects or concepts that people are learning in class right now. Or the people who are studying for the MCAT um, or any other, um, you know, grad school tests. Yeah. So I think that's where most of our views are coming from. But besides that, we haven't publicized it at all yet. We we're waiting until our website was, you know, done um, and ready to launch before we publicize our YouTube videos. But apparently, you know, people are finding it by themselves. So
0: that's the power. <laughs> that power of YouTube. YouTube is actually the the second leading search um, engine behind Google. Did you know that?
2: No. Yes. But it I'm glad a, it, is, <laughs> it is
0: It is a search engine all by itself. So um, Eric or Amy, uh, tell me what what is Mcat for me? Describe it.
1: Um, so Mcat for me is a is a free Mcat test prep company and what we're trying to do is just provide a free service for people who either who can't afford Mcat prep or for people who just want to study on their own we thought that you know if if money is an issue for people that shouldn't be a way or a blockade for people to want to be you know reach their goals and and become successful physicians we think that you know if you want somebody to teach you there we'll be there for you and and one thing that we kind of i guess was was a little bit different from the other companies that are out there right now is that uh we have a little bit different style of learning that I guess is not out there right now in in terms of, you know, it's, it's a lot of um, visual learning versus Mm -hmm. what you have right now. You have a lot of audio books, you have a lot of audio tours and that's great. You know, they're, they're definitely very good in that regards. Um, But I think that a lot of people just need something that's visual and sometimes they just want something that's just a one-time thing. They just want to kind of look at it and then move on with their lives. If they, if they just have this concept that they can't grasp. And I think that that was what we would like to help people with is just, if you need help, you know, we're here for you. And if, if if not, you know, it's it's okay. You know, there's no you don't have to pay us anything. We're we're not asking for anything yeah. in return. It's just if it's if you would like to use it, you know, it's there for you and we, we hope that it helps you and we hope that you benefit from it.
2: And also the fact that it's um online too, so people can, you know, watch it at home, you know, it's at their convenience. Um also it's you know, if you have Wi Fi you can just watch it on your phone or your computer, anything. So We basically, you know, brought a MCAT prep onto the web, which, you know, people greatly uh, rely on now. So why not (laughs) take advantage of the web-based?
0: Yeah. That's that's great. Eric, you just mentioned um, that you guys are planning on doing this for free because MCAT prep is pretty expensive. Do do you remember what you paid for your Kaplan or not Kaplan the uh, Princeton Review course?
1: I want to say twenty one hundred around somewhere around there twenty one hundred. That's I think that's the standard price
0: twenty one hundred for a ten yeah. week course.
1: A ten week course. Wow. Yeah. So it's pretty it's pretty pricey and that that to, and I guess to add on to that I mean the the classes are great but I didn't I didn't necessarily think that they were two thousand dollars great <laughs> no. I didn't. I didn't think that I I really needed that two thousand dollars course.
0: Yes. Did you have your parents help you with that?
1: Um, no. So I actually I actually paid for that um, on my own for from from other previous work. Uh, you know, research summer research projects okay. and stuff like that.
0: Okay. Very cool. I I think uh, a lot of people are interested in how expensive that stuff is if they haven't looked yet. That's good. So I I almost think of your videos and your site. Almost like a Khan Academy for MCAT prep. I think a lot of people know what Khan Academy is at this point. Would, yeah. would you agree?
1: Uh, well, I mean, we would love we would love for it <laughs> to be like Khan Academy. We, yeah. we, we're <laughs> glad that you you brought that up. Um, but I mean, yeah, I, I think that we we hope th- those are people that all these uh, education I guess you could call them education gurus. I think they call that on YouTube. Uh, we all look up to people like Khan Academy and freelance teachers Mm -hmm. um people who just provide something for free um just so people can learn from it i think that that's who we would ultimately like to be like but i don't i don't necessarily foresee (laughs) something that large scale happening but you know that's always a a goal that you would love to have
0: yeah very cool um and you guys kind of started this because amy didn't want to pay that twenty one hundred dollars for a prep course is that right
2: or I couldn't
1: afford it. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it was more of we kind of were just, um, sh- she kind of asked me how the classes were. And she was kind of getting my opinion um, mm-hmm. on how these classes were. And, and I think that um, th- through talking to her, we, we kind of came to the conclusion that it probably wasn't all that worth it for um, for people to, to take courses, especially if they're very... Um, very independent, they can learn on their own. And so that's kind of just our brainstorming over time. And we just came up with this idea. We came up with this idea that it'd be cool. It'd be cool to have to just um, teach people for fun. And I think that, you know, one thing that we, we mentioned before was that I think the best way to really learn something is, is to teach it. You know, you really haven't learned something until you can teach it. And I think that definitely when Amy uh, continues with her studies, she's definitely uh, planning to run lectures. Uh, as well, so that you know, for her, if she if she doesn't understand something, she'll teach it, and then that's how she'll learn.
0: Yeah, I, I can't can't agree with you more. Definitely, teaching is is one of the best ways to. Uh, if you're not sure of something, when you teach it, it kind of just ingrains it in your mind.
1: Yeah, because I know when I when I give these lectures, sometimes um, <clears throat> I, I I know what I, I'm trying to think of, but then when I try to say it, you'll come to this. This pause and you'll think about it and you'll say wait a minute maybe there's this other possibility that people may think of um, and then it just goes into all these different things you have to look into it and you you research a lot more when you when you have to teach it when you have to actually say it and explain it to somebody in a very um, when, when you have to make something clear to somebody when you have to explain yeah, something very
0: succinct and, and to the point yeah yeah, yeah. very cool so I had mentioned before you've you had you've been on youtube now for two months have 50 plus videos how many videos are you planning on doing or how many are you doing now
1: so um we we try to put out one per day obviously right now we we can't during finals week but uh we try to put out at least one video per day um um, but ultimately we want to release the website i think we said after 150 videos i think I think that's what our, our goal was, is that once we get 150 videos, then that's when we'll actually release the website. Um so hopefully it'll be a somewhat of a I guess a bare backbone of a of a program and then we'll kind of fill in the gaps as we go along after that.
0: Okay. Very cool. Um And you guys aren't charging for it, huh?
1: No.
0: <laughs> All right.
2: And um to be honest, like, you know, right now Eric is, you know, managing the video part. He loves teaching, so it's not out of the way, you know. It's one of his hobbies, you know. He's a tutor. Um, also, I have a, you know, strong background with Photoshop and, you know, photography. I don't mind doing editing. I don't mind, you know, doing, um, you know, making the website and everything, you know. I used to work at a museum where Photoshop was a very... Um, What's the main concept of the museum, so I enjoy it, so it's like it's more of us doing a hobby than um, you know anything else I guess yeah. yeah
1: and and like she said i I really like to tutor and, and I tutor for I tutor at school um for biology and I also tutor um, in a an honor society that I'm in for for all the math and all the, the chemistry and stuff like that. So I figured, you know, if I'm already doing that, it, it, and I like doing that, I enjoy doing it, it's something that I just voluntarily do and I just sign up for, why not just have it um, readily available for everybody? You know, why not just have it readily available for the entire internet and the entire world? I think that a lot of people could benefit from it, I hope.
0: Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. It, it multiplies the number of people that you can help. So yeah, I definitely. think that's that's smart. Um, all right I think uh, I think that's a lot of solid information on M- MCAT for me. Is there anything else you wanna let me know? Let our listeners know about M- MCAT for me?
2: Well, first off, um when we finish the website and everything, um, our users can actually go on and see that we are providing um study plans. So we have a three month, four month and five month plan and six month plan. So basically, uh, depending on your studying habits, or how much time you want to dedicate to studying for the MCAT, uh, we provided a week by week based um, schedule for you to study for the MCAT. Um, So and we linked up, you know, popular books that people use to study for the MCAT so you don't have to research um we also start a forum so people who are studying for mcat can talk to each other you know see if they can um help each other uh, advise each other um so may- maybe a mini forum like stu- student doctor um,
0: no not like student doctor
1: <laughs> no, no like
0: yeah <laughs> that place nope. is is evil
2: claiming it's more helping we will you know watch over the forum make sure no one's like giving false information or anything like that but you know, we really want to provide or you know, create a space where people who are studying for the MCAT can, you know, find their resource and not feel alone and have all the information to do while on the MCAT because you know, people freak out about the MCAT a lot. Yeah. So
0: it is a big oh, test. Hmm? It is a big test to freak out about.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. Okay. So.
1: And we're 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 trying to um Work with with other websites as well, um, like yourself, and 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 there are some other ones that we're, we're planning to work with in the future, um, especially with the with the lectures and the questions of the day. Um, so hopefully, that will you know have this little online community where everybody can kind of have these uh, study plans or these these lectures all and these questions of the day all for them, so that they don't have to pay for anything. I, I, that's what we hope for in the future. Is that in the future, there will no longer be any two thousand dollars prep courses that you're required to take. Um, they're more just if you want to, you kind of you you can. But there's all these resources online that are free, and we hope that we can kind of be that first step to to kind of allow that to happen.
0: Yeah, that's great. That's great. Um, I appreciate you guys talking to me about MCAT for me. Thank you. I'll get uh, one one parting question for each of you, uh, Eric. What? what one thing do you know now that you wish you knew when you started your whole pre-med process
1: I think I think that just being happy just being happy with what you're doing goes a long way I mean it it may sound kind of cliche but uh you know when I started off I was I was a lot more worried as a freshman and as a sophomore you're, you're kind of worried of of what what is going to happen you know how am I going to do in school? How am I going to do on the MCAT? How am I going to do on all these letters of record and all this stuff? And it seems very, very overwhelming. But if you just sit back and you you kind of just don't worry about things that aren't um, completely obvious to you right now, that that aren't going to be pressing issues at this current state. You know, you have a lot more fun, you and you'll you'll go a lot farther. You'll go a lot farther in that regard. Is that if you're happy with what you do, and you enjoy what what you do, and you're not looking for some type of reason to do something, it will definitely benefit in the end. If you just want to do something just for fun, you know, don't worry about how it'll look like on your resume. Don't, look, don't worry about how it'll look like to, to other people. If you just want to do it for fun, in the end it'll all work out. And I think that looking back on it, I, I wish I kind of went in with that mentality that you know, just just have fun, just have fun and, and do whatever you enjoy. And I think that, that would definitely go a long way.
0: Very, very wise. Very wise words. Thank you. A- Amy, what about yourself?
2: Um, I guess one thing I would like to know before I started the whole pre route was that I am only competing with myself at the end of the day. Um, You know, a lot of people are like, oh, you know, the average is this or the curve is like this. Oh, I have to take these chem classes because all my friends are taking these chem classes this time. But I feel like if I known that, you know, my overall pre career depends on how I pace myself or how, you know, I think will work best for me, then, you know, I should just focus on myself and not worry about the people around me. Um, cause ultimately what I, you know, what will benefit me the most, you know, uh, GBA or, you know, extracurricular wise, um, you know, it's, if I'm ready for it or, you know, I'm prepared for it. And if I will do my best during that time. So I guess it's not just me, but everyone around me during my undergrad, like freshman year, people, you know, were jumping on board because everyone else was taking the, you know, gen chem and uh, math and biology. But, you know, it just didn't fit our schedule because we didn't know how college courses were like. Mm. So everyone just jumped on it. Um, Didn't do as well as they hoped. And I learned that after my first quarter at UC Davis. So I slowed myself down after that. So I learned after one quarter, I guess. (laughs) But um, yeah, I just feel like, you know, even though pre med, um, that route, you know, so many students go into college as pre med it's competitive. But at the end of the day, you're only competing with yourself. So just focus on yourself, um, you know, go at your own pace because if you really want to go to med school, it doesn't take, you know, it doesn't matter how long it takes. If you are determined, you will get in. So
0: awesome. I, that. I, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Um. All right. I think uh, that is enough for today. I appreciate you guys being on with me. I hope our listeners got something out of this. Hope and so. yeah, I, I think so. And uh, obviously all these people are going to come flooding to, to you guys. Let, let, let the listeners know how to find you guys
1: um they can find us at youtube.com slash mcat for me and eventually they can find us also at um, mcatforme for me.com
0: well there you have it eric and amy from mcatforme for me.com you can find their youtube videos again at youtube.com slash mcat for me i'll have all the links of stuff that we talked about in today's session at medicalschoolhq.net slash session4. You can find all the show notes for all of our podcast episodes from the beginning to however many we we produce. You can always find them at medicalschoolhq.net slash session and then the number. So today's would be medicalschoolhq.net slash session4. Session 4. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I hope you got some great information out of it. If you found this episode useful and you want more like it, please, please, please leave a comment below and and let us know. If there's anybody out there that you want to hear from, whether it's another test prep company, Kaplan, Princeton Review, USMLE World, if you want me to go out and interview those kind of people, let me know. I do have a couple interviews lined up with some deans of medical schools and hopefully some admissions people at post-baccalaureate programs. So I'm hoping to bring you some great information here in the future. Again, if you found this useful... The thing that drives us and and drives more people to finding us are reviews in iTunes. There will be a link, again, in the show notes to iTunes where you can go in and review us. Five stars would be great if you think we deserve it. I hope that was another valuable episode. I hope to bring you more as soon as I can. And Until then, enjoy the path to becoming a physician.